0: Live from Froggy's Pad, this is Derailed Trains of Thought. Hello, uh, we're here at Froggy's Pad, which is one of my uh, favorite old school haunts. <gasps>
1: Oh man, it's early, Nick. What why'd you drag me up this early
0: for well, if you're gonna go see Thundercats, you gotta watch it about six o'clock in the morning.
1: <laughs> that must be why I always miss Thundercats growing <laughs> up. <laughs>
0: it was something like that. Yeah. Anyways, Froggy's Pad is a, a a very distinct place we're here this time. This is was a it was a kid show back in the day.
1: Back in the day, yeah. We're in, for, in Fort Wayne. Yes. Yeah, so it, <laughs> it's a very localized place we're at this time. Yeah, with
0: a, a frog uh, puppet, which may um <laughs> Coming to effect later at this uh, show.
1: I had never even thought of that. <laughs> now, did Happy the Hobo ever appear on Froggy's Pad, or was he? He was just on Happy's Place.
0: I think it was just Happy's Place, but Froggy showed up on Happy's Place.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I just didn't know if they were a crossover the other way.
0: Uh, not that I remember. The, now, the Froggy make because I only vaguely remember this.
1: I only actually vaguely remember it too. <laughs> okay. But I didn't know if how often he made appearances. I just remember it being lots of cartoons, and they just called it Froggy's Pad.
0: Yeah, I think I think he would show up at, like at the beginning and tail end of stuff.
1: Okay. Usually we act, we pretend like we're actually at this location, but <laughs> it's hard to say. You know, there's just a lot of, you know, it's a swamp. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's there's a swam- not- what?
0: It's a swamp, and then there's like a cardboard box with the frog. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: showing us all these GI Joes. And... Yeah,
0: Thunder- Thundercats are really about the only one I watched. Okay. Oddly enough, <laughs> I don't know why that was. Maybe, that must have been that. You know, I, I was awake and I didn't have to go somewhere else at that point. You know, ah, right, and I remember going to a live action uh Thundercats show in for at the embassy one time. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, I I never went to uh, I did go to there was a bozo show that okay. was in Fort
0: Wayne. I did go to that, I don't remember. Seems but. like Gumby was at that <laughs> show too, but maybe my childhood memories might be uh going, but anyways, could be. Um, if you haven't guessed, uh, we will soon reveal our topic for the evening. Yes, and I and I apologize, I seem to have developed some sort of
1: uh throat infection so
0: well when you're around
1: swamps you know <laughs> <laughs> my own fault I guess. Yes. so that is why i might sound unusually uh bass like today all right well, as opposed to bass even though we are in a swamp <laughs> it's a
0: different thing nice all right well shall we go to um story school Well, if our intro didn't kind of touch off with all our nostalgic childhood memories, then we're going to talk about kids' movies and kids' books, kids' media, I guess. Kid, kid stories. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um. Today.
1: And it seemed an appropriate time to do it. Well, with well, a couple things. Obviously, the big one being for me being uh, Muppets most wanted came out. Yay! That was me doing a Kermit flail and (laughs) wagging my hands about Kermit the frog here, (laughs) which I was very pleased with uh, Muppets most one. And if you haven't seen it,
0: I don't know what you're doing here. Yeah. uh, Our podcast (laughs) is good, but you need to go see that. Yeah,
1: (laughs) definitely. Definitely. Um, But kids movies are a big thing uh, right now. Um, Not only because people have been singing frozen for like the last four months online. Yeah. It doesn't really go, you know, and then there was uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, and it seems like everyone nowadays has an opinion on, you know, the latest Disney, the latest Pixar, the latest yep. DreamWorks, or what have you, or, you know, the Lego movie, which kind of came out of nowhere and <laughs> really yes. surprised everyone with its awesomeness.
0: Now, now, how would you, before we start, because you're right, family uh, kids' movies tend to golf really well for a mm-hmm. variety of reasons. What would you make as the definition as a, of kids' movie? We'll talk about movies here first.
1: Uh well, see, that's difficult because I guess part of it is that it's one that's um, marketed in some ways toward uh, toward kids. Children. Uh, yes. Toward children. Um, so not Hunger Games. No, no not, not Hunger Games. <laughs> you that, know there's kids in it. Yes. that's No, that's still um, uh, a young YA. Yeah, I know. YA movies are sort of becoming a thing, if yeah. you hadn't noticed, yes. over the last
0: few years. Movies um, in general, follow patterns of things. Yes, especially books. <laughs> yes.
1: So I mean, I guess that's that's the main thing. I mean, in terms of like the market's definition of what a kids movie is, yeah, that's what it now, is. Now, what
0: do you think from a you know from your own personal point of view? What would make a kids movie different than say a, a not kids movie? Because that obviously kids movies appeal to adults, or yes. nowadays they do, and 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 good ones should, and good ones should. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk that and, and more, we'll,
1: and we'll get into more of that. Um, a big part of it is if. The plot is has to be something that a child can follow. You know, even if they don't follow all the jokes, or there will probably be things that they they they'll miss, the, which is understandable. The, the presentation of the world tends to be a little simpler. Yes. like there's not so many shades of gray. Mm-hmm. The protagonists and the antagonists are usually clearly defined. You know, sometimes the bad guys become good yeah. become good guys at the end, but it's it's usually pretty clear you know who the good person is and you don't have like moral ambiguity to Yeah, it.
0: yeah, everything's well. I'm I'm sure there's kids movies that try it, but
1: generally Yeah, generally. You know, it's it should be one that they can follow and and it's usually in it should be free of objectionable material, you know, it's not overly Which, violent or have you know, sexual innuendo or Dreamworks. Like <laughs> yeah, hello. Uh. <laughs> um yeah, there's Definitely has been some cases of a coarsening of, of kids' stuff. But but even then, there's still some established, you know, you're not going to see someone get horribly mutilated or something. And, and
0: in America, kids' movies – I mean, if it's animated, it's largely considered in some realm of kids' movies more. I mean, not as much as it used to be, but you still have yes. – if it's animated, it's probably for kids probably
1: western anime if it is western, western anime yeah. yeah in america people are much yeah. more familiar with the concept of anime now and animation that is yeah. f- that is meant for a more mature audience but yeah.
0: yeah i saw actually a preview at uh muppets most Friended for a pennington bear yeah which i i, I don't s- know actually i don't know much about i don't
1: know much in, about I, I, i've seen it twice the muppets most wanted okay. yeah. I mean. <laughs> and both times saw a preview because i went with different sisters and he, both times, the sister asked, "What is that?" Because apparently, just was it was a kids' book that just wasn't in our yeah, it wasn't in rotation.
0: my my yeah. I mean, I no of it. So. Yeah, exactly. Same <laughs> now, here. Now, that all our listeners who love Paddington Bear is like, "What are you talking
1: about? What's wrong with you?" First, it, it was a very epic score for <laughs> for what, Paddington Bear too. It was funny.
0: So there's a simplicity, not necessarily of like it's just simple, as in like simpleton, but in presentation of ideas. You know, there's black and white. There's and the, yes. And the, no.
1: And the world is uh, very approachable for a child and for a child at heart. I mean, yeah. I've I think part of the reason why people are still drawn to their Saturday morning cartoons they grew up with is kind of that going back to a simpler time.
0: And there tends to be usually be a lot less. Uh, there's there's either more whimsy or wonder or something about most kids' movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not usually it's not usually realistic. I mean, even if it's filmed. You know, like realistic people, it tends to be a little more free of mm-hmm. normal life cause and effect.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like
0: The Sandlot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's a baseball <laughs> movie, right?
0: Yeah. That, the Sandlot is one of these movies that seems
1: like everybody in Indiana f- grew up <laughs> with, but I never really did because my family never
0: cared about baseball. Well, so, it's, um, I mean, it's kind of about baseball. I just I just remember really enjoying it back in the day. So yeah. Back in the day. It's like <laughs> I'm really old. <laughs> Hey, you're older than me. Well, okay. <laughs> so that kind of def- establishes at least some of the guidelines of kids' movie, as opposed to. Right. And there's there are always exceptions to these oh, things, yeah.
1: and honestly, a lot of nowadays it seems like for a lot of people, the movies that kind of are are
0: the exceptions are the most popular with people our age. It seems like. Well, well, because people our age tend to get you know they want the childishness, but they also want edgy, you know, new and creative ways of doing things.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Which yeah, so it's almost sometimes you have movies that are 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 made in a kid like Lego movie kind of fits in this kind of made in a kid style, but with an adult like you know it's different than going to something that's strictly for kids. Yeah, you know they're like haha we're actually doing this not for the kids but for the kids who used to use Legos but are now thirty something. <laughs> there's a different mentality for yeah. it in a sense. Yeah, there's 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 more. And a lot of kids' movies do this a lot. we got a lot more of the, you know, it works at two levels. You know, Mm -hmm. kids like it, but adults are like, ah, that's funny because of things you don't know about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, and it's, let's talk a little bit more about what makes it good. And, you know, there's that famous uh, C.S. Lewis quote, or at least it gets quoted around a lot in uh, writer circles. Yeah. that uh, a good children's story that can only be enjoyed by kids isn't really a good children's story at all. I'm paraphrasing a bit. Yeah.
0: That's kind of the essence of it. Well, because if you make it just, oh, kids like bright colors and fast cars or whatever, and then it's, it's not still a good story, mm-hmm. or it's not a, a story that holds up, yeah. I guess. as a, Because there's a lot of, you know, we'll probably talk about books later here. You know, there's a lot of kids' books that you don't mind reading to your kids. You're like, oh, I love this. Oh, sure. And you still like it. It's still clever. Mm-hmm. Frog and Toad. <laughs> we won't get into that <laughs>
1: argument again. Um, but yeah, or as a... The uh, creators of Phineas and Ferb uh, put it, which is a cartoon series that does does this – has a wide range of audience yeah. f- fans and stuff. As they would put it, they – you know it's a show for kids, but in making the show, they don't rule out the adults either. Or in, in another way, they – you put another spin on it and it's like they make the show for grown-ups, but they don't rule out the kids. Yeah. Uh, which you could totally tell that Infinity's for they their sense of humor ranges all over the place. In the movie, they actually at one point the kids exchange existential trading cards. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, here, I'll I'll give you two Kerky guards for my Dostoyevsky,"
0: <laughs> and then they're like, that's "Awesome!" Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's you're not talking down to kids if you're writing good kids' story. Oh yeah, definitely. that you're you're. I mean, you might be talking at their level as far as language or presentation, but as far as You're not talking down to them in the sense of what they can understand in the sense of morals or life or Mm -hmm. whatever. I mean most people who interact with kids say that the best way to
1: do it – and you're a parent, so you can probably back this up better than I could. Uh, But you you talk with the the children at their level. You you don't talk down to them. You talk to them like you would – okay, not an adult, but with respect for their understanding of things. Yeah, and when they that. and when they do you that way, they you know they reciprocate that. Mister Rogers used to do that yes. a lot. He un- he understood the mind of his kids' audience, I think. Yes, and I mean uh, Ms.
0: Rogers, and you know Sesame Street's been doing that sort of thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, let's let's flip this on. You know, we've been talking about a lot of good examples, but
1: let's throw this back to some of the the movies or TV shows or what have you that. Like, they sort of have a reputation for being very only kid level. You know? Okay,
0: yeah. Because like I know your kids have watched like the Baby Einstein thing. Yeah. You and... know what? Honestly, Baby Einstein is, uh, is kind of mesmerizing. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean there is a certain sort of like artistic – I can sit and watch a Baby Einstein. <laughs> That's really weird. Well, <laughs> no, and, but, but... And, and there's a different thre- – granted, there's a different threshold for this yeah, sort of no, thing. Yeah, no, but like that makes sense to me. But well, then watching stuff like um, Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> like, I have no clue w- what the point of Yogabba Gabba is.
1: Or uh, Fuba. Did you ever see Fuba? I've never seen Fuba. Have you heard? I-, I think that's how it's said. It's sort of like if Teletubbies is for like toddlers, this Fuba must be for like amoeba or something.
0: <laughs> it's no, weird. No, it's, it's, there's a lot of good kids programming now, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, But like, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I just don't get Yo Gabba. but it's just like, like, there's not connections between things. It's just random... It's It feels like, like it just is splintered and random in a way that doesn't follow. Uh-huh. And it's just weird. And, like, over-exaggerated. It's like, you can't tell whether they are trying to be serious or trying to be ironic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're supposed to be laughing at it, but the kids don't know that. Which, uh, <laughs> to me, is not a good way to do a kid's thing if that's... I don't know. I just... I don't get it. And lots of famous people go on this show. Weird. And, like, uh, Jack Black was on it in one episode that I saw, and... <laughs>
1: Like, well, when I, get, I guess there might be a sense of personal taste for these things. Possibly. Because, I, I mean, like, there are shows like, say, you know, Door the Explorer or Blue's Clues, yeah. you know, these educational shows. Yeah. So you get the
0: kind of stereotypical, do you see where oh, the bridges are? Oh, see, I, I, that whole asking the, do you, and, like, no, I'd never seen a kid answer. You know, maybe yeah. some do, but they're just like staring at the screen because they're watching TV. They're not talking to Dora. Most yeah. of my kids aren't, at least. Maybe other kids are.
1: Yeah, I've always wondered about that. I mean, I mean like, it
0: seems. I mean, it's one of those things that it sounds like everyone has said this is how you get people engaged and learn. But I'm not sure. When you sit in front of the TV, do you want to interact with it? I mean. <laughs> Now, yeah. I guess if you're sitting with your parent and they can be like, what do you think? You know, and, you know, which I guess I've done before. But
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's always a fine line because, so, you know, Mr. Rogers would talk to the kids on the screen, but I don't know if he ever did it in quite the same kind of creepy pause, wait for you sort of way.
0: It's like, but what if you say something wrong? You're still, I mean, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter.
1: Right, right. So, I, I mean, I'd have to go
0: back and look at some of that Yeah, talk, stuff, but... I, I think, I don't think talking to kids is a bad deal. But that, that weird, you know, pause <laughs> Come on, answer. <laughs> <laughs> and usually, like, and sometimes it's, like, really, really simple stuff, and you can't tell what age, it's like, what age group are you going for? Yeah. I mean, and I don't know, you know, maybe maybe older kids watch things that they, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. My youngest sister grew up with some Blue's Clues, and
1: so, watch, and it, it didn't make me want to, you know, like, tear my eyes out. No, or no. And, you know, you, you kind of understand, okay, it's at preschool level, you know, that's, you kind of follow what where they're trying to go with it. So I'm a little torn there about saying that it's
0: you completely not worthwhile. Yeah, th- things those things I think they're they're worthwhile but they're they're certainly they're certainly at this sort of uh not they're not rewatchable really in the same way like different levels of kit. it's just like no, at this level no. it's exciting and you have you you have your animal and your you know right but it's 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 almost it's more education than story. Yeah. I mean the story's a vehicle for education. That might be the difference a whole lot there. Cause
1: Sesame Street managed to do to do education in a really entertaining way. Yeah. You can have Benedict Cumberpatch talking about how to count. Exactly. And adults are it up for some
0: reason. <laughs> well going back to Baby Einstein, I mean obviously there's lots of just you know, scenes of kids and whatever doing stuff. But there's, like, these, these uh, puppet scenes, and they're really clever. I mean, they're sort of thing that I find entertaining. They're, they're well done, and, the, the, you know, the comedic timing's good and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why that one, Watch Education, seems less painful in some ways to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what other shows? Like, like, uh, Mickey Mouse Club kids okay. like to watch yeah and some of that you know pausing whatever yeah. sort of which thing. I was
1: always kind of very sad that they wound up using yeah. I think part of it is they want to introduce kids to Mickey
0: in well, a yeah. young age
1: but then at the same time it's like but they're
0: <laughs> that show though I'm like okay so they got this tool thing for you haven't watched it I don't know why you haven't mm-hmm. um uh, no, but there, there was every there. You had, hey, Toodles, and this thing comes up and has four mouse tools every time. And there's three of them, and then one mystery one. And every time, there's always just the right tools for whatever's going on. And so there's some sort of omniscient thing going on in this Toodles or some sort of time travel because it knows before the episode starts what it's going to need. So I think there needs to be some sort of science fiction explanation of this. Oh, that's fabulous. Uh, no, You know what a good show that's educational, but... Is very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, Sid the Science Kid.
1: Oh, okay. Have you
0: seen that? Jim Henson's involved in that.
1: I, yeah, I knew the Jim Henson Company did that. I don't know Just the, the characters are – the
0: characters are just a lot of – I mean, obviously, it has the format. It has – you know, it teaches science. And science is a little easier to teach in a mm-hmm. story, for greater story, uh, education. But anyways. Fun fact, since you brought up Jim Henson company, Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> fun fact, that show is actually done using – Built off technology that Jim Henson helped develop. Oh, nice! The, the, the whole CGI puppet; those are all CGI puppets on that show. Oh, okay, so they're quite entertaining. So yeah, they're It's interesting because it's all like it's animated live in a sense.
0: Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So it gives a different aspect to the
1: performances. All.
0: So that's kind of your lower kid level. Yeah. And stuff, yeah. and then you get a little older where you have your, you know, what we grew up the Thundercats and the GI Joes and yeah. the.
1: Or your Disney movies. Your Disney
0: movies, uh, which are a huge cultural thing, apparently, because like
1: that's I think that's one of the f- cultural commentators or cultural geeks kind of one of their favorite things to kind of analyze. You know, the whole Disney Princess phenomenon yeah. and all that kind of stuff.
0: Sociologists love studying
1: those those guys. Well, girls. I know
0: Fio and Ren uh, love probably the only two full length movies they watch generally are Curious George the movie, which actually entertaining. You know, pretty good. Okay, but they love Cars. Renny's always like Ka-chow Lightning McQueen says Ka-chow I do think the bright colors there is a big part of it It is I mean it's I mean it's a long movie for I mean it's two hours Mm -hmm. I think I mean the fast driving the bright colors I mean you know for guys are great and I don't know Renny just loves Lightning McQueen for some reason (laughs) but there's a lot of interesting things going on and it doesn't it doesn't move fast, you know. It's not like you know. There's some kids think they just move at ridiculous paces. Mm. I mean, you got the races, but then the whole middle is pretty slow. That's
1: I mean, true. I yeah. mean,
0: not slow as in like oh, it's boring, but
1: but it, but it takes its time. It's, but that
0: but yeah. that's a movie where you you know I've seen parts of you know numerous times. <laughs> right. You know, it's always enjoyable. They made it so that it's not like oh we got one. well. <laughs> speaking of kids movies, when um my little sister was young. She would watch. I don't know if anyone has seen this. Little Giants is one of those Disney movies about like misfit, is a misfit football team. Okay, yeah. Um, she must watched it like every day for months. Oh dear! Like during <laughs> during lunch, when mom and dad went in to go eat lunch, it, you know.
1: That's that's one of the curses of the older siblings <laughs> having the, when you're you've sort of, outdone something and you have a little kid that uh, just can't get enough of it. I mean,
0: and it was. I mean, granted, it was entertaining, but like all the time. <laughs> Little giants.
1: Now, I do think though there is sort of a, even with the the older kids stuff. Yeah, I think there there's there's a room for different personal tastes and stuff. I remember one time this coworker at at, a, at the library. This is back when I was shelving genealogy books. Uh, we were talking about books one time, and she said that she couldn't get through. She read like *The Lion, the Witch of the Wardrobe*, but she didn't couldn't get into any of the rest of *Narnia* because she felt they were too kiddish. Hmm. And I I, 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 couldn't wrap my mind around that, to be honest. I mean, because this was a girl who lo- loved the Harry Potter books. Okay. And so I was like, I. I I don't know if if it's just a you know a fantasy sort of thing, or if it's a cultural sort of thing of yeah. like there are certain cultural truths that you uh, so, so assume are more kiddish than more yeah. modern "quote unquote" modern yeah. ideas. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely an aspect, you know, some people never outgrow cartoons. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, they once they've hit 13, they're never interested in watching a
0: Disney movie again. Yeah. Just because a, a, a kid's movie is made in such a way that adults can enjoy it doesn't mean that all adults yeah. are going to enjoy it. Right. And because, like, a lot, even a lot of our old, uh, I remember, we didn't watch Thundercats forever. And Zach watched one on TV, and he's like, "I can't believe we watched. <laughs> they were like looking for a like a cubic foot of sponge fog, or I mean, like some of the plot lines. When you c- come with adult eyes, you're like, yeah. I and mean, the the thing is, the concept's neat. And then I don't know. Do you think? And I have watched many modern cartoons. I think they probably don't do this much. Do we doubt? Do we dumbify plots when they're for cartoons? I think it depends on the show.
1: Okay. Um, because like I've got Tailspin on yeah. DVD, and I've watched some of that, and like. It's really interesting because the plots in there are very adventure kind of yeah. heavy, and but they they're having fun of it and fun with it in the same sort of sense of like the old Carl uh, Barks Uncle Scrooge um, yeah. or Ducktales, you know those the, yeah. the comics, before, yeah. even before it was a TV show. Like, because I don't think those event, I mean, they're obviously very kid friendly, and there's I don't I wouldn't say there's a lot of adult humor, but they they clearly have a lot of fun with the influences. It's like, there's one where Baloo and Louie – it's basically uh, Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. <laughs> like, it, there's full of allusions yeah. to that, and it's in the style of you know one of their "The Road to Whatever" nice, story nice. movies. So you can tell shows like that they definitely have a lot of fun. Now on the flip side, I did go back talking again about revisiting old yeah. kids things, which we have talked about on here before. But some of the first uh, few episodes of GI Joe are really ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, like there's this there's this one episode where that involved like Cobra taking over this fast food chain and then using it to like, as a bait as a cover for launching missiles and stuff like this. In retrospect, it's ridiculous and it's stupid. I mean, it's fun in that sense. That, yeah. You can just laugh at it. But at the same time, you're like, man, as a kid, if my parents, loved, I'm kind of, I was sort of glad that I didn't watch it regularly. Cause yeah. I felt like my brains would have turned to mush. <laughs> you know, that whole, yeah, that old parent thing.
0: Um, Though, now that we're talking about old school kids' movie that I obviously mentioned here before, um, around the world, Puss Boots travels around the world in 80 days. Oh, yeah. But, anyways, (laughs) this is one of those when I rewatch, and obviously, uh, it doesn't affect me the same way as when I was a kid. But, you know, but there's a lot of just, I mean, obviously, you have the, you know, the bad guys is kind of just like nefarious, (laughs) and, you know, can't get anything done because that's what bad guys do when you're, you know, you (laughs) want to get bad guys to be. You don't want them to really be mean for a kid. I think that's what why it happens sometimes. sometimes. No, I'm not saying you sh- shouldn't, but I mean... Again, it depends on the movie or, yeah, yeah, or exactly. the Yeah, exactly, but I think uh, there's, a, there's a whole trope of, you know, let's make a bad guy that seemed evil is basically incompetent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but when I went back to watch it, the action is still a lot, a lot of fun. I can see why, why I started liking anime after watching this thing. Obviously not immediately after, but I mean, it still it still holds up. It's just kind of a fun. I mean, yeah, it's not you know great art, but I can see like okay, yeah, this is the the adventure and the and the sort of I'm good, you're bad, we have a time limit thing, is enough. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of a quote, and I can't, I'm not going to quote it right, but uh, G.K. Chesterton was talking about Treasure Island, I think in particular, but okay, other books of like that, you know that. Books, you know, is what we want. It's like someone's good, someone's bad, the bad can be redeemed, there's gold. You know, it's deep archetypal sort of stuff that you don't mind, you know. Yeah. And sometimes it's buried underneath all this ridiculousness. <laughs> but sometimes if, if there's enough there, that's why we love it both as kids because that's at the level we're working and as an adult. Because like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that all this extra stuff we've put on top of what life is mm. is not necessarily the base of what we care about.
1: Mm well said i like that <laughs> because yeah like you know like we said these kids things they f- we enjoy them because they feel simpler and stuff but it, yeah it strips out a lot of the you know a lot of the baggage we carry as grownups, and really kind of like you said it uh, boils it down to the essentials of what makes life wonderful
0: yeah we you know as adults we have all these ambiguities and all these responsibilities and all these you know there's five versions of what this <laughs> of this political and then well, that's not really the heart of life. Yeah. No, the heart of life is good, bad, you know, adventure, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is
1: what well, you know. And even the sh- even the kids' stories that do in- include some of that stuff. I'm thinking of like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh yeah. Where you know there are a lot of you know different points of view and perspectives, and there's I mean there's a lot of deep thought there that you can put that's yeah. behind it if you look for it. But at the same time, you know, at its heart, at its heart, it's a uh, you know very optimistic, hopeful kind of adventure yeah, story. You don't see many
0: kids movies that aren't hopeful in some sense.
1: Yeah, at least
0: um, good ones. Good ones, yeah. I'm or not- ones that aren't made this is a kid's movie made for the pessimistic adult. <laughs> and and like in kids books you got, you know, you got Narnia, mm-hmm. stuff you know, I'm the Red Wind in the Willows but Theo and I are going to read it now. Even younger stuff, you got like your Curious George and your Clifford and your Frog and Toad and your Dr. Seuss, all these kind of, you know, adventuresome wondrous you know got monkeys running around and giant dogs and you know frogs that you know talk to each other i mean what reason we put talking animals in kids movies is because that's cool yeah you know <laughs> i mean we it's so you know as a english professor we are like just analyzing oh when the pigs take over the farm they are you know
1: uh, <laughs> right but no, yeah, it is It is fun because it's like they're a different kind of creature and yet it's not like the adults like big, scary, scaly things yeah. and monsters. They, the kids ones are usually furry and they look cute or fun. Yeah. And, you know, that's half the appeal of the Muppets in a sense. As much as the Muppets are known for being, you know, eating each other and blowing each other <laughs> up and, you know, sometimes they, they bite at each other occasionally. But at the same time. A lot of them are awfully cute. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I guess two two thoughts I have. One is one thing I really dislike. What happens with quote unquote kids movies sometimes is when the sort of simplicity and the goodness gets eroded away by cynicism or irony or crass jokes that don't need to be there.
1: Like we hinted at earlier, DreamWorks I had a tendency to do that. They've kind of become. I mean, they've been been a little better, but. I'm not in, interested in most streamers for that very reason. they That's the kind of movie that's trying to be too hip, trying to be yeah. too modern. And, and sometimes, you know, like by trying to do the opposite of kids' convention, then you just wind up becoming, you know, not very kid-friendly at all. Well,
0: and, and it seems like kids, lose was a horrible time, and, and having kids now especially, you get really mad when they subvert traditional norms. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the sense that, what was I? Well, I read this kid's... Well, we are reading, there's this program in the library, a 1,000 books before kindergarten. And basically, you get a bag of books with 10 books, and it has a theme like rain or bears or rabbits. Okay, yeah. So we've read like 200 books so far. Mm-hmm. Obviously, these are short kids' books. But one the other day was like, listen to your mother. And you're talking about so-and-so listens to his mother, and he always listens. And it basically implied it was very boring. and And I'm like what are you trying to say that is bad to listen it was weird i couldn't mm. get the sense of it i'm like i guess you're trying to be clever and stuff because then there was like this this like adam's family next door and th- that person listened to his mother but that's mother's all about like let's make a mess and be crazy you know
2: mm.
0: I, I don't know it didn't make any sense because there was like not an ending either it just kind of stopped it was not a, a, a well done
1: yeah you know this uh, you know better than i do but parents need to be careful what's media their kids yes. are investing. Just because it's marketed toward
0: children doesn't no. mean that it's appropriate for children. No, not at all. I mean, it, it might have the bright colors of children stuff. Yeah. And well, it, like, some are always likes to, uh, and I, I see your point, we'd like to pick apart uh, Thomas a train. because <laughs> Here's the thing, he doesn't want to be good, he doesn't want to be, he wants to be useful. Mm. I mean, basically, it's kinda like communism, all these trains. <laughs> you're, only, you're only good if you're useful. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is a, which is kind of a subtle but weird. I mean, yeah, again, we don't, thing. we don't, we don't worry about. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's not coming to Phil's head. <laughs> but we're watching as adults, thinking this is just kind of odd. I mean, it's it's a diff, it's yeah, it's just different.
1: I, I don't know if I ever would have thought of it that way. I mean, it's been ages well, since summer I've seen said Thomas.
0: the com, commun- <laughs> Summer said the communist thing. But there is there is this big thing about being number and and Thomas is like he's always the number one train, and he has this little kind of like pride they go like he always somehow gets up on top and is better than everyone it just kind of like i don't know
1: it's weird hmm. we've been talking about a, a lot of negative trends that we don't like but we haven't actually mentioned a lot by name probably, oh that's true probably because we can recognize the signs from the outset so we don't we don't, we don't that invest stuff. those
0: as much yeah so
1: sorry we don't have any examples
0: off the top i'm of my sure you can right find now. your own examples yeah
1: <laughs> you can fill in the blank you know what we're talking about i
0: do want to make one last uh kind of ps which is sometimes adults write People will say that um, someone said that Alice in Wonderland is a book that people think is kids' book. It's really only kids' book from an adult's point of view. No kid <laughs> thinks that's funny. It's just kind of bizarre. Yeah, yeah. But as adult, you're like, oh, that's so such like being a kid, you know. <laughs> so sometimes you know, adults say this is you know like the labyrinth, mm. not kids.
1: No, no, no. But
0: really. you know, but the idea and the in the cleverness, and they're like, oh, it's whimsical, like a like a kids' movie. <laughs> But there is that whole genre of sort of, like, adult versions of kid stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which is not bad. I love Alice in Wonderland, but That's, it's just – it's a different – There's a whole different genre. I think um, the movie Where
1: the Wild Things Are is kind of like that too. I Like, I can't imagine – I mean, I could be wrong. It depends on the kid, I guess. But I can't imagine most kids really being that into it. Have you seen that movie? Yet? I have
0: not, no. Okay.
1: It's – but I can certainly see it from a young adult's viewpoint. Or that,
0: I remember watching, what is it, the, like the 88 Keys of Doctor, is that Dr. Seuss movie? Have you ever seen know. that? No. Oh, it's was weird. A cartoon? No, live action. 88 Keys? 88 Keys, I think it's something like that. I have no idea what you're talking I, about. I saw it a long time ago, but it was kind of freaky. I mean, there's something that people are like, oh, we'll put this in a movie and kids will love it. And you're <laughs> like, no, that will freak a kid out. <laughs> But an adult will think, "Ooh, that's kind of cool and clever and like, you know, child like uh, embodying childhood creativity." The problem is, childhood creativity has certain boundaries. <laughs> yes,
1: of what what works and what doesn't. And then, we, as,
0: as adults, sometimes we have to almost go beyond those boundaries to feel like we're a kid again, because just making animals talk is passe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. If
1: you if you do a YouTube search, you can probably find some examples of, like,
0: search for like freaky childhood movie or something oh, like yeah. that
1: there's some there's some really weird stuff
0: well brian would say that uh no kid should watch the uh scene in Neverending story where the horse <laughs> dies yeah but well, that's not because it's not a good kids movie but brave little
1: toaster i, I know I kind of freaks some people out <laughs> which uh, and yeah I, uh, I uh, Elven's
0: on parade <laughs>
1: Dumbo. Oh no, yeah, my sisters will not rewatch uh, Dumbo or Pinocchio. They well, can't stand it There's everybody.
0: another thing, and
1: I think that with. A- Ro- and actually, I'm that way with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. No,
0: I was going to say Roll Doll. Roll Doll and uh, early Disney both yeah. have this thing where they're so good at doing emotions, like being creative, that they can do creative in very funny, whatever ways, and also in this kind of disturbing, sad yeah. sort of way. And it's just massively creative, but it gets under your skin mm-hmm. or sometimes
1: massively creepy. Well, yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, if if you're a child, you just don't know how to handle it.
0: Yeah. And I think Roald Dahl was very good. He's massively creative, but that gives you also the capacity to be, yeah. you know, speaking of kids, I need to stop. But, um, <laughs> do you ever read, um, Lemony Snicket? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids book or not? I say honestly, more
1: preteen teen. It's usually in the children's section, but I it, don't know it, very many, like, I'd say, like, it's 10 and up.
0: Yeah. Like, no, no like younger it, than that. Like it,
1: yeah, that makes sense to me. I,
0: I've listened to some of them, or listened to some on tape. Natasha yeah. read all of them, but I have kind of a spotty understanding and of the it. And the
1: vocabulary, I don't think, even I mean, the younger kids. clever.
0: It's one of those that turns things on its head and does it in a, actually relatively... Yeah, a clever and useful way, even if it is kind of <laughs> sad and tragic.
1: <laughs> yes. No, that's true.
0: <laughs>
1: no, that's, that's sort of a coming of age sort of series, yeah. I think, especially toward the end.
0: That's true. And coming of age series tend to, we talk talk about all that, sometimes. they tend to be a little more melancholy. Yeah. A lot of them.
1: That's true. But yeah, we this, this yeah we're uh, going long I do not long. actually ex-
0: I didn't actually expect to talk that long well, to get this
1: we kept the it was a very broad subject <laughs> that's and, true and we've never really grown up so that's there we go <laughs> so all
0: right so about. let's go ahead to um soundtrack.
1: Okay, when it comes to games, um, I don't know that there's any company that uh, perfectly embodies childlike spirit with games played that uh, any adult can enjoy, like Nintendo does. That's true. That's uh, that's true for you know Mario, Kirby, even Zelda to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. But in this case, uh, we're going with something from Kirby. This is uh, we're gonna do a song from Maze Dude. Woohoo! It's unusual. I'm the one who chooses Maze Dude. He's usually Nick. But this is from Kirby's Dreamland, which I think actually might be the first game I ever completely beat um, on Game Boy. Um, I'm hoping I haven't done this one before. I don't think so. I don't think so. So, but this is called Bubbly Cloud Cafe, and it's very bubbly. So, hope you enjoy.
0: everyone. Uh, we're back. Uh, thank you for listening to that wonderful, bubbly Maze Dude song. Yes. Maze Dude is awesome. Um, <laughs> Nick says if he's not doing being really creepy, he's being really fun and silly. That is completely <laughs> true. Okay, for next, we're going to go directly to our next section, since we're running a little long. What If? So, today we're talking about Remind me, because I kind of remember. <laughs> well, okay. So, you know, our most infamous
1: for some – because I know we have a couple new listeners. Yes. So, hi, guys. Um, but uh, in case you're not familiar with What If, we usually talk about – we come up with some weird scenario
0: and say, what if this happened? What is it?" We well, like, our first one was uh, Tolkien writing Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: Our most infamous, though, is probably when we turned the children's book, Wizard of Oz, into this horrible Michael Bay monstrosity. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, that was fabulous. And featuring a, a stripper, Dorothy Kansas, and, uh, <laughs> and her mercenary Tin Man. And
0: <laughs> Oh, it was something else, yeah, I'll tell you
1: what. Yeah, it was something. So, we thought this time we'd do a reverse of that, uh, not with Wizard of Oz, but let's take some adults movie, which we haven't actually talked about which one yet. <laughs> Some grown-up
0: movie, and what would, what would it be like, like? a TV series. Like a cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon, yeah, right? Yeah, Saturday morning cartoon. we well, talked about taking and Kane, I think, didn't we? Yeah, I guess we No, did. no, no. 2001 Space Odyssey is what I wanted to take.
1: Oh, see, that'd be that'd be a great choice, but I haven't actually seen oh, all of it. Oh,
0: okay. That. Well, I'll just do my thumbnail sketch, and then we'll go to something else. Okay. Which is, I think, it's the, the interstellar adventures of Dave and Hal. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Hal's obviously always, like, trying to get Dave out of the spaceship. Oh how <laughs> <laughs> You rascally Hal you Yeah and we have songs and yeah, I think it'd be great. And then you they go you know, they're always searching for, you know, monoliths and it be like you know, then Dave would be like, How many monoliths do you see? <laughs> four, that's correct (laughs) and then maybe like in between the sections, you only only have to have like three minute sections before you have some sort of interlude, Uh, interlude will have the star child and like crazy dream sequences, just like crazy animation and like cool music from like unknown bands on Disney channel um 2001 A Space Odyssey, I think it would be fabulous for preschoolers, for preschoolers, he'll teach them like science and uh, mysticism (laughs) No mate oh no no and then there so and then there'll have to be also this little like recurring section with a bunch of apes. Yeah. That right. that that like you know they're yeah. they're trying to learn how to say some letter or something. they like start beating each other like b b b and they start smacking each other on top of the head and stuff. And maybe like the transition to go back to space each time is the throwing of the bone that thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so you have like three or four different like mini plot lines, lo- you know, mini scenes that happen all the time so it's kind of an educational thing. yeah like so each time they're teaching about uh, some different letter of the alphabet and or some
1: on another planet and some other explore the solar system exactly yeah, yeah okay, exactly yeah. i could see that yeah
0: so i'm sure pbs would be into this they, they might yeah we'll get uh neil uh, degrassi to do it <laughs> is that his name neil tyson degrassi is that his name tyson i have no idea from cosmos you know the new oh okay anyways okay
1: all right, let's get the citizen Kane. Now. Okay, citizen Kane. So, so are we making citizen Kane a Saturday morning cartoon then? Sure.
0: But I think he needs to be a kid.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I think he walks everywhere around with his sled. <laughs> Goes everywhere with the sled.
1: But how does he has he acquired his fortune then already?
0: I think he has a lemonade empire.
1: Okay. No, oh, okay, so this is like Citizen Kane like Junior. Like this is yeah, the like, like, yeah, like series. Okay.
0: Junior like Citizen Kane Junior. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah.
1: Okay, I gotcha.
0: Or it might have to be Citizen Kane the third, I don't know, to make it sound cooler.
1: Yeah, possibly. Anyways. is it, well, is it actually like,
0: Citizen Kane's son,
1: or is it like when he was a kid? It's very vague. Okay. <laughs> it's not quite sure. It it's could be either sure. way. Okay. Okay. And so, he, so he's got his own lemonade empire, and I'm, I'm guessing he has to deal with like neighborhood bullies
0: a lot. Oh, no, Yeah. And I think I and the animation styles usually you're from weird angles when you're doing different <laughs> shots of them <laughs> like sometimes he's just on the floor and he just walks
1: by or... and for some reason, I'm guess i I think the school newspaper is constantly trying to interview him, but I can't <laughs> seem <him> to like <laughs> Figure out why he keeps talking about this rosebud thing.
0: Yeah, I think I think it'd be great. And uh, and he and he's kind of like Richie Rich, so he has this giant mansion.
1: Okay, yeah. Wow. So he's got and and maybe he's got like this girlfriend that he constantly dotes on and takes her on like wild adventures across the country. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Can, so. can she be redheaded? Sure, why not? Charlie Brown. I think it would be good.
1: Yeah, I think okay. I think okay. So that's Citizen Kane, the Saturday morning cartoon was,
0: show. Yeah, uh, it can't be Citizen Kane, like. Uh, how would you change it? And Susan Kane Jr. just doesn't work. You need some instead of Citizen, like uh, hmm. Toddler Kane. No. Uh, um, student Kane? Student Kane. Maybe. I don't know. It's not quite the same It's ring, not quite. It. Now, we'll have, think. we'll have to go back into do the uh, uh,
1: focus group. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, okay, so here's, here's one for you, Nick. One that we have quite a bit of experience okay. on lost lost as as a cgi lo- children's film children's film oh i was gonna do like lost babies like <laughs> babies come oh, on that'd be awesome they're oh, all <laughs> there's enough characters you could probably do it. exactly
0: okay okay cgi cgi uh kids movie okay so you're talking like you know kind of style you know like a 3d obviously yeah
1: yeah oh yeah okay. clearly
0: um uh, i'm i'm thi- well then i'm for, thinking first change you have to have the black smoke monster has to have the maniacal laugh. <laughs> like, wah. <laughs> that,
1: that makes sense. I, I'm actually kind of thinking, too, that the entire cast is, they're all animals.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So
1: so Locke is probably like this, I don't know, I'm thinking wise panda bear. That, panda bear? That kind of then, like, he tries to dispense wise advice, but then, you know, he keeps getting run over by someone and keeps yeah. breaking his legs. Take, the breaking process. legs n-
0: numerous times, yeah. yes.
1: Okay. Kate would have to be
0: a roadrunner. Yeah, yeah. Beep, beep.
1: Kind of um, constantly running run, back and running forth. Running back and forth, yeah. If not a roadrunner, then a uh, chihuahua. Chihuahua. Yeah. Okay, I go with that. <laughs> Let's see, yeah. What I we think have? Jack would have to be like a Papa Bear So we have two bears. Yeah, yeah. So we, so yeah. There you go. You have a clash between like the brown bear and the panda bear. Okay. It's a different, you know. So it becomes not just an ideological clash, which is kind of abstract for kids. Yeah, but it's a, it's like a a, a battle between clans. Okay.
0: Okay. I like that. And so, like, so the hatch is not really hatch. It's like the, like the honey pit or something. Okay. What are you say? Yeah, yeah, Okay. that makes that makes sense. And the island is actually like hiding this like
1: secret treasure. You know, there's no yeah. there's no like lame cave with like no. this golden light. There's well, like it's this lame
0: cave with gold. Yes that makes light. gold. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> And so that so that means like you know Ben is leader of like this
0: oh, oh what would he be like uh, a no no the, I think the others need to be actual people so the animals oh, are afraid of them okay yeah that makes sense so ben but needs- maybe they're actually people they're animals disguised as people ooh so like halfway through they take off their masks they're actually just you oh, know big plot twist yeah exactly do and okay Richard Alpert has to be a tortoise because <laughs> okay. he's alive forever. That makes sense. Okay. You know,
1: um, we may have gone the wrong way, though, casting Jack and Locke as bears, because I'm pretty sure Hurley has to be
0: a dick teddy bear of some sort. So they need to be something a little more uh, ferocious. Well, like... I mean, wolves, lot, like... W- wolves, maybe? Wool, wolves, maybe? I don't know. I can't... I know. Wolves, are not... not they, they, that's, they, that's always the bad guy. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, you've pulled off line sometimes as good guys, but that's mm-hmm. been done several that's times. has been done, yeah. What's Seems it? like they would be something very territorial, though. So maybe yeah. they're dogs. Uh, well, yeah, we can make them dogs.
1: Because Dog, dogs have a wide variety of what they can be. And then that makes, you know, that makes Kate as, you know... Ch- you know uh, a chip- chihuahua. Yeah, <laughs> so it's all chihuah. dogs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, just, just like, those three, basically. Okay, okay. Um, Although I'm not sure about... Oh, man. Then you have to deal with your love triangle. So, (laughs) honestly... Because cause, cause, cause then it'd get kind of weird, you know, if, if Juliet and Sawyer weren't also dogs, you know? Oh, it
0: doesn't, they don't care. They're kind of frog and a pig, okay? Okay, no, that's true, that's true. <laughs> but what is it in, uh, what is Madagascar, like two or three, where it's like the hippo and the giraffe? Oh, are they? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so I guess it doesn't they...
0: matter in a kid's movie. No, no,
1: it really doesn't. Okay. So,
0: so, what is Sawyer then? What is Sawyer? He's, um... he's got to be something, like, a, he's got to be a fox. He he's a fox. Come yeah, on, totally.
1: Yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Juliet would something very sad. <laughs> I, I kind of picture her as a swan for some reason. Yeah. There's kind of a swan like quality. Yeah, she's hi. very she's very mysterious. She doesn't yeah, talk do a lot. And... So the... I yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe oh, and see that fits into maybe she is actually you know, so if the others are all animals that are disguised as humans? She's a human that's been turned into a swan. Ah,
0: there we go. So
1: you know she's got. She doesn't want to be on this island, but she you there know, we go. She, somehow she
0: got roped into it. And Desmond is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. Desmond's just like um, he's every. <laughs>
1: he's just like he just keeps changing. I think Charlie's got to be a rabbit. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little little twitchy kind of Twitch. guy. <laughs> He he gets uh, he gets run over halfway through the series, <laughs> and it's this very dramatic moment. You know, it's kind of like Bambi, and everyone's like, "How could you kill this character? Think of the kids!"
0: <laughs> so, but the stations can actually be what they say sometimes, maybe, or shaped like them. Like the Swan Station can be sway- shaped like a swan, like the build big building. Yeah. The Orchid can be this big I can Orchid. See that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't mess with time that much, except in kind of a goofy sort of like no. you know,
1: way. Maybe, well, I suppose you could have, like, some time travel. Maybe that's what uh, Desmond Jesus does. He does a lot of, <laughs> he, he, ca- he ca- pops back you and pop forth, back He and, yeah, you just pops back in. yeah,
0: he just, I like that.
1: And, and, and he'll have, like, the, he'll give him like, like, these he's, warnings. He's going to be a
0: little bit like Vitruvius from uh, Lego Movie. <laughs> okay, just yeah. kind of, like. You, Weird mystic thing
1: that yeah. he just kind of pops up and gives him a warning and then yep. disappears <laughs> just as quickly. I think mean, that would be great. <laughs> so
0: what's the main conflict here?
1: Well, it's definitely a treasure
0: hunt. Treasure hunt, and then Jack wants it, and so obviously at the end, Jack and Locke both yeah they, they hug and they like each other but and they I, work together and they both punch the smoke at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I think initially Jack maybe
0: they they came
1: to the island together. Well, this is a little twist. Maybe yeah. they came to the island together to get the treasure, but Jack wants it for the money and Locke wants it for like historical purposes. Oh yeah, and thinks yeah. like there's a great mysticism behind it. And in the end, they kind of it's, it's kind of this blending between the new and the
0: old. So what they do modern. They, and stuff. They, they take the money and they build a history site on the island. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So that
0: they can preserve the island and enjoy all their gold.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So, so that's 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 the resolution. And so it's all. And about, no flashbacks. No, no flashbacks.
0: Kids, <laughs> kids wouldn't get that. No.
1: The the show is basically all about this group of people it's coming to together. Team. It's teamwork.
0: It's teamwork. Yeah. yeah and then we got two teams. Yeah. Or three teams with the others.
1: What 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 happens to others in the end? Do they do they wind up getting together with them, or are the others bad guys the whole time?
0: They get together with them. Okay, it's all one happy yeah. family. And yeah, and actually may not disguise the humans. Maybe they're made the others are all animals that were cursed to be humans. Oh, I can so see. The, the the treasure has a curse maybe that they break oh. by being when you get humans and animals working together. I can then see. Then it that. breaks it. I could see that. What is... I have to ask, and we'll move on for all you people who
1: aren't <laughs> lost. Because um, obviously we know lost very, very well. But, but what is Ben?
0: What kind of I'll animal see, I, would, would he be? Oh, what Ben? <laughs> a slug. Um, a snake. <laughs> a snake. I mean, I thought a snake, snake originally. I just didn't think that was... You almost need to be like a... Like he's a worm pretending to be a snake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. So he's a worm pretending to be a snake disguised as a human. <laughs> Which is about right for bed. No, that 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 sound, that makes sense. <laughs> and Kimi would just be like this uh, rhino. Yeah, pretty much. So I just throw Kimi in there. So.
1: Wow, that's now that now you're going really obscure. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah, that's all diverging. There's a character in there that should have been Kimi, and so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do we have time for one more? Uh, one more uh, story. Yeah, one more. You have an idea for one? No, not yet. Oh. <laughs> Let's take something very. Okay, maybe not. We better move on before I just waste our time.
1: Though <laughs> well, I did. Well, I do – we did want to do one real quick shout-out um, since this is <clears throat> my podcast – well, our podcast. Yes. let uh, talk about Muppets Most Wanted oh, just yes. real briefly because everyone should see it. I was very, very, very happy with it. And in some ways, we were just talking about – in some ways, it's a more Muppety movie. I mean, we love the
0: last one. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it just feels all around more muppety yeah like it just it doesn't have the burden of trying to be we're reintroducing reinducing the Muppets. yes
1: and it uh, doesn't rely as much on the hu- on having human characters. I mean the human actors who are, are great <laughs> are, they are fantastic. but you know I know there are some Muppet fans which I kind of felt this way but not to the extent some that uh, kind of the Gary Siegel Amy Adams thing sort of you know took up screen time that could have been used for, for Muppets for Muppets. Which I get. I did think it worked for the movie that they were doing, too. Yeah. But it was nice that this one had just so many of them.
0: And a lot of Muppets, a lot of just the ridiculous Muppet logic that happens, like, you Throughout know, it. Throughout <laughs> I mean, like, some of the logic reminds me back of Muppet Capers, like, yes, we're twin brothers. <laughs> now, I do think, I think that there is a lot of uh, suspension of dis- disbelief you have to go
1: with that. You mean, you really do have to go, just go with the silliness for a lot yeah. of it. I mean, as much as, yeah, that was in Great Muppet Keeper, it wasn't quite yeah. as an important as plot important point. As,
0: as, yes, the plot point in this one is just ridiculous. Plot's Pointburg, Yeah. Um, uh, which is the actual place. In the movie. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the movie. I'm like, really? Yeah, no, not really. No, it's yes, but if you like the Muppets, if you like their ridiculousness, they're kind of half time meta, half time goofy. Mean,
1: we got to see sort of an imagination of what what Kermit and Piggy's kids would look like, yeah, which, <laughs> which was, was awesome, it was hilarious. And it's fun, especially if you're a hardcore Muppet fan like me, just to look in the background and see all the, some of the obscure characters who are in there. I mean, when I saw there are a lot of Muppet Treasure Island bad guys in
0: the gulag, which <laughs> That's was fantastic. Awesome. Uh, nice, and I love Rizzo's little moment. Yeah, <laughs> that was great, Rizzo and Robin. So, so anyway, if yeah, you go haven't... see it. We might we might do a more detailed review later. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe Who knows. Okay.
1: okay, we'll see. It's enough to know that it gets my stamp of approval. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> Definitely go real, go watch it. So okay, um, hopefully
0: I, I, this is a lopsided
1: podcast.
0: Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's okay. All right, Tim wrap up, let's give us where can they uh, get a hold of this thing. Uh, you can listen to
1: our podcast um, at derailedtrainsofthought.blogspot.com. that Always uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we'll get the- there. You can also, if you want to listen to the raw uncuts version, you can listen to that at Mixler.com. Which slash is- DerailedTrainsOfThought. Which is
0: not as exciting this time as last time. <laughs> yeah. where it was quite uh, humorous. And then you can always email us at DerailedTrains at... Uh, Gmail gmail.com, dot com. thank you
1: <laughs> the trains at gmail.com
0: gmail.com, and um, I guess that's it oh, real quick, I will throw out a thing Tim and I have a list of things we think we'd like to talk about, but always feel free to give us suggestions, I oh, mean yes. we're 43 episodes in here and we're, we're still ticking So yeah. we
1: can always use ideas of uh, if there's something that you'd like to hear us talk about
0: or not talk about, <laughs> say please do not talk about boss ever <laughs> again <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> that, that'd be really, really hard, but Hey Tim brought it up this time. Okay. <laughs>
1: that is true.
0: That is true. I couldn't resist. I know, it's good stuff. That you know, that that's very fertile ground. Well, well and they it needs to be musical too. <laughs> just just so you know, we need a couple songs.
1: That's true.
0: It'd be good stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure Charlie would have a soliloquy about
1: his uh, fate well, I don't know. Would no. he know uh, that he's gonna die beforehand?
0: No, I don't think so. I think that's too heavy. Yeah, probably. I think it would just happen. Maybe he might just be so one of those people who are constantly he constantly clumsy and getting hit by stuff, <laughs> and then finally just gets hit by the car. And everyone's like, and then, so it's not sad. Just like, well, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: that's a little dark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's like a. What is his name? Scrat
1: from oh, Ice Age? H- 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 yeah, like that. You play him like that. Okay, so maybe you see him like with Fairy Wing or like, yeah. you know, Halo. and Later going, on. Yeah, later exactly. On. That, yep. makes, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, introduce your- uh, Okay, your soundtrack.
0: Player. Okay, this is um, called The Child Within. It's a remix from Crone Trigger, a Shalos theme, which is one of my favorite themes of video game music. Basically, I picked it because it had the word child in it, and it I love it. Did you say who wrote it? Uh, not yeah, I'm getting oh. there. Okay, sorry. Anyway, it was remixed by a Diggy Dis, and uh, this is not on Overclock Remix, but if you want to go find it and download it, it's at diggydis.com. and basically, I was writing for like a half an hour of stuff before podcast, listening to this on repeat, so it's good stuff. Awesome. Very chill. Very chill. Yes.
1: I look forward to listening to it.
0: Right, well, I guess uh, we'll... I'm going to just hang around here at Froggy's Pad for a while.
1: Yeah, let's see what, what else they have. I, don't, I think they got some Popeye. Mm-hmm. Oh, Popeye. I'll take some
0: Popeye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
1: old school stuff. All
0: right, well, I guess that's it then. So, yep. uh, this has been Nick. And this has been Tim. Adios. Bye-bye.